Have you ever wondered why banks sometimes do the things that are not quite clear? In this series, we have Robin Roberts. She is the CEO of Pice Peak National Bank. She's here to demystify some of those things. And we're going to talk a little bit in this short episode on the best practices to improve your odds for getting that loan that you're looking for or loan success. Enjoy. Better prepared you are with all of this information, the faster the loan decision is going to be made and the faster you can get to whatever goal it is that you're after. I'm the business owner and I've done a good job. I have a reasonably good relationship with my bank. And we've talked about this in a number of other series of things not to do. And in the things of to do, so I want to take and do a strategic acquisition for my business. I want to put together a loan package and present it to the bank and do everything that's within common practices to increase the odd of the bank going, yeah, I understand what you're trying to do. I can see the numbers. And yes, we're willing to take in and be a business partner with you in this note. What can they do? And I have with me Robin Roberts. She's the CEO of Pikes Peak National Bank in more of our series of things you didn't know about banking, but wish you did. Yeah, it depends on the type of loan that you're wanting, but there are some things in your loan package that are always going to have to be there. The better prepared you are with all of this information, the faster the loan decision is going to be made and the faster you can get to whatever goal it is that you're after. So if you're doing anything new, if you're starting a new business, if you're adding a second product line, if you're buying someone else's business, if you're expanding and opening another location, you need to have a business plan. Now, it doesn't have to be 500 pages. The bank's not looking for you to do something that's 500 pages. And if you're an existing business and you're just opening a second location or you're adding to an existing product line, the business plan is really a validation of your business model, right? So if you're a startup, you're writing a business plan to validate that the product or service that you're going to provide is needed. Well, if you're already in business and you're generating revenue, that question's already answered. Yes, somebody needs your product or service. You're generating revenue, so you already exist. So less work has to be done on validating your business model and more work has to be done on, here's how we're going to pay for the second location. So more financial projections, more talk about who the management team is going to be, more talk about what your supply chains are and how you're going to support the new product or service or second location or whatever. So a business plan with projections, having that done before you go to the bank is really important. And it tells the bank what you're wanting to do and why you think that you can pay the loan back given you know, the revenues that are generated by whatever it is that you're going to do. So a business plan is necessary, not for everything, but anything new, you need a business plan, even if it's a new part of an existing business. The bank's always going to ask for three years of tax returns. Just get them together. Please don't argue about that. We are going to ask for them. We have to have them. And really, if it's May or June and you haven't filed your tax returns for last year, get them filed. If you're normally extended till October, but now you want to borrow $2 million to do something, the bank needs to see what you did last year. You know, we're already six months past that. So if you're thinking about doing something big, get your tax returns filed by the deadline and don't extend them. So they're asking for three years tax returns for whatever your business it is. They're going to ask for three years tax returns for anyone who's going to sign on the loan, who owns 20% or more of the borrowing 
entity. So if it's a business, anyone who owns 20% or more of that business is going to have to sign personally. If it's a LLC that holds property, anyone who's 20% owner of the LLC is going to have to sign personally. So that's also something that people should think about. Do you have someone that you're in partnership with that would own more than 20% and maybe, I mean, they're not going to put your best foot forward as you apply for the loan. Well, make them a 19 or an 18% owner and don't have them sign on the loan. So that's kind of a strategic conversation that you want to have with anybody that you're going to be borrowing with, who's part of like a business partner. So three years tax returns, three years of personal tax returns for anyone who owns 20% or more, and then applications, that kind of stuff. And then interim financial statements as well. Again, like if we're in June and of 2021, then you should be able to provide a profit and loss statement and a balance sheet for your business at least through April 30th. And so if, if you're asking for $2 million and you don't have interim financial statements for your business, you should not be borrowing $2 million. Your business, you should be looking at interim financial statements for your business every month, but some businesses do them quarterly. So you could at least give a 331, March 31st financial statement. Oh, no. Back on these a lot. Using your financial statement and understanding your financial statement, which is a whole different topic, that's just good business. Yeah, it is. And we get a lot of pushback on, oh, well, I don't have interim financial statements, or, you know, my accountant just does my tax returns every year. Well, there's a lot wrong with that. But I mean, we could do three hours on that alone. The reason the bank is asking for that, if it's June of a year, what have you done in the first six months? The bank wants to know, well, what do your revenues look like? And if, for example, we're post-COVID right now. So has your business bounced back from COVID? Has your business really taking a hit from COVID and has it recovered? Has your business only survived because of government support? And are you going to be able to generate revenues to continue? The bank needs to see all of that. So if, you know, if you're past the first quarter of a year, you're going to have to provide interim financial statements as well. So you get all of this stuff together. Sometimes people's accountants just provide all of it to the bank, but all of this is considered a loan package. Three years tax returns, your business plan, your interim financial statements, and then any other documentation that is related to the specifics of the transaction, like buy-sell agreement if you're buying a business, purchase contract if you're buying real estate. You know Those specifics to the transaction are important as well. I think about... You know, if it's an industry that maybe you've not been in before, you know, how does a bank look at an industry-specific consultant opining on what you're looking at borrowing money for? Do they look at that favorably? What do you mean? So let's say, in my case, a million years ago, I bought a storage facility. I'd never bought a storage facility before. So I had an industry specialist come in and do a feasibility study, traffic count, all the things that are necessary and go, what's going to make this work? What are key things that I need to be doing and thinking about? And the bank was really appreciative at the time for the work. Yeah, I would say a bank would look favorably on that. Um, It's part of the planning process. And if you're willing to spend the money on a feasibility study, and I mean, that's just showing good management, good business planning, and banks are in the risk business, and they're always looking for mitigants to risk. And if you've planned and done a feasibility study, you're mitigating risk. And so that's going to be looked at favorably. I think for so many of the folks out there, a great deal of their annoyance is due to misunderstanding and lack of knowledge. They just don't know. They don't understand that the bank's a business too. Bank's highly regulated. 
they don't always get to pick the rules that they have to follow, you know, and I think folks go somehow or another, they think banks make a bunch of money when they're just running cash flow through the bank. And they yeah. don't. And I hear a lot, you know, people lamenting that banking isn't like it used to be 40 years ago where, you know, you could call up your banker and say, hey, I need a million dollars by Friday and just, you know, sign for it. Well, no, the regulatory environment is not the same as it was 40 years ago. I mean, every time something happens, particularly after the financial crisis, uh, the public said, we want more regulation. Well, the SNL crisis was more regulation. <laughs> yeah, what was it in the late eighties? We had the SNL crisis, you know, yes. and, and a lot of depositors lost a bunch of money. You know, mm-hmm. so I think you know, if you want to look at regulations, look at some tragedy that happened or some malfeasance that happened some period of time, you know, before then, and they're trying to close that additional door. And so, you know, it's business. It's business, it's the regulatory environment, it's politics, because a lot of regulation has to do with, I mean, it's really generated by politics in a lot of ways. And no, banking is not like it was 40 years ago. I think banks, particularly community banks, really try to keep that culture, but they still have laws that they have to follow. So calling up your banker and getting a million dollars on Friday that's somebody who has a very good and long-standing relationship with their bank. That's few and far between. You know, and I also think, you know, if you think in the future, so is, is it going to be a tighter regulatory environment in the future? I would be greatly surprised if it was not. Yeah, that's I would I say it's going to be, yes. Uh, yes, it yeah. will. Well, Robin, thank you for sharing. Really appreciate your insights. And for the business owner out there that was wondering why, well, there's a whole series on the topics that usually bug business owners that we've covered with Robin. And hopefully that will help you understand why banks do what they do and develop a better relationship with your bank so that helps you grow your business. So again, Robin from Pikes Peak National Bank, CEO, thank you for your time. Thank you.